Ever wish you had a life coach in your pocket? You know, someone that you could just bring along with you and pull out whenever you needed to get some life advice or just even hear a friendly voice? Well, that's me. I'm Sanya, host of the Project Grateful Living podcast, and I'm here to lift you up and sprinkle some joy and add a little sunshine into your day. I created this podcast as a way to share tools and tricks to help you live a life that is meaningful, purposeful, full of value, and just feels really good in your soul. Join me as I talk about topics ranging from self-love and self-care to relationships and mental health. If it's about you living your best life, then we're going to talk about it. So what do you say? Join me. Let's get going. Hey everybody, today I want to talk to you about 10 steps that you can take to crush your goal this year. It's new year, a lot of us are setting our goals and thinking ahead. Last year didn't happen as the way we anticipated, right? No one foresaw, um, or most of us anyway, didn't anticipate a global pandemic and everything else that came alongside with it. So a lot of the year was spent reacting and trying to adjust and trying to adapt. Now that we're approaching a new year, I know for me personally and many people I've spoken to, there is this energy of, I wanna take charge, I wanna lead the course, I wanna have a more proactive role in what this year of my life looks like. And a big place to start with that is setting the right goals and the right intentions for you. Now, here's the good news. If you look at studies, interviews, biographies, autobiographies by successful people, guaranteed in every situation, every circumstance, you're gonna see that they had a goal. So we know that successful people have goals and we know that a lot of their success is attributed to them having a really clear vision and goal for themselves, right? So that's wonderful. We've also seen the studies that say that people who have goals are more motivated. They have more purpose in their life and as a result, they have a greater sense of fulfillment and happiness. Okay, so we know goals are magic. Goals are wonderful. This is what we wanna do. But then there is that not so great statistic that says that the overwhelming majority of New Year's resolutions are forgotten. They're, they're not carried through. And this isn't that surprising to a lot of us. I mean, you go to a gym the first week in January and it's packed, and you go back on the first week of February and it's empty, right? A lot of people had the goal beginning of the year to lose weight, get in shape, maintain shape, whatever it was, and by a month later, they were all gone. So it got me thinking, why is that the case? If goals are so important, if we know goals lead to success, why are we not able to stick with them? What are we doing? Or more importantly, what should we be doing? So I looked at some of these biographies and interviews. I did some research of my own. I looked at my own life and thought, okay, what did I do on the years when I was successful with a goal? And what did I not do the years where I was not successful? And maybe I can start seeing a trend here. I looked at my clients and friends and family members and did the same and started to make some observations and look for patterns. And fortunately, I found one. I identified 10 things, 10 steps. And if you do these 10 steps and apply them to the goal that you have for yourself, you're gonna crush it. So sit back, listen in, and let's get into it because I have the 10 proven steps to crush your goal this year. All right, number one, make sure your goal is meaningful. And by that, well, it sounds exactly like what it says. Make sure it means something to you. So many times we like the idea of something or something looks great on paper, but we're not really willing to do the work for it. We just want the end results. Well, if you want to have a goal, you have to be as excited about the process, the journey of it all, as you are about the ending. You must really get excited. You must be a little scared, a lot excited, and highly motivated, and it has to fit right 
it has to feel right in your soul. I had a friend of mine who spent a good amount of time and money pursuing a degree that she had absolutely no interest in. And she knew in her heart it wasn't her goal, but it sounded good. It was a good it was a good degree to have. And her family and friends all thought it was a good degree to have, so she figured, I'll do it. And turns out that she didn't do it. She couldn't be successful because her heart wasn't in it. I know for me personally, I really wanted to be a guitar player. I love acoustic guitars, I love acoustic music, and I've always wanted to know how to play the guitar. I still want to know how to play the guitar, but I don't want to learn it. I really don't. I don't want to do the lessons. I don't want to sit there with the guitar. I don't want to get the calluses on my fingers. I just don't, and be honest. So it's, it's a goal that sounds great, but when you ask yourself, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do all the work associated with this thing? Do I really want to make the sacrifices I'm going to have to make to make this thing happen? Be honest with yourself, guys. If you don't want to make the sacrifices, if you want to do the work, if you do not want to do that work, find another goal. Find a goal that feeds your soul and your spirit and gets you excited about the journey, not just the end result. All right, number two, keep it simple. We all have goals and a lot of us have a lot of goals. I can look at every single part of my life and come up with a list, whether it's physical, spiritual, financial, emotional, mental, relationships, you get it. I could come up with a list of every single category. But I know that in the years I've been successful and the goals I've been successful at, I had to be laser focused. I had to put that list to the side and I had to ask myself, what's the one thing? If I can just have one thing mastered and nailed this year, what is it? If I could look back at the end of the year and think, this year was a success because I did this, what is that thing? And that's where the focus needs to go. I'm not saying you can't get everything done if you have the bandwidth and the enthusiasm, it's possible. But what I'm saying is, as you're setting your goals, really focus on your top thing or no more than your top three and keep your list short and simple. It's so important as you look into your goals for this year to prioritize so you're crystal clear on what your top priority is and what you're going to give all your energy, focus, time, and attention to. That being said, let's move on to number three. Now that you've kept it simple, now that you have your short list, now you have your goal, now it's time to break that goal down and make it an action item. So I'll give an example. Let's say you have a goal that says, I want to lose 50 pounds. Well, that might be a little intimidating because 50 is a big number and it's kind of it's kind of um, abstract, right? It's this 50 pounds, like how do I do that? What am I gonna do? Well, I had a scenario like this with a friend of mine and she decided she was gonna get a personal trainer and she and her personal trainer had worked out with their schedules and what her needs were and what her measurements were and all that good stuff that they were gonna work out for an hour long sessions, four days a week. Immediately, the goal became manageable. It was no longer, I wanna lose 50 pounds. It was, I'm going to work out four days a week with my trainer for an hour each session. Easy, not easy peasy, but simple. So as you look at your goal, think about it and think, okay, how can I break this down into manageable bite-sized pieces? And then once I have that broken down, what action items would I have to take every day, every week, a few days a week? You determine the frequency because this is your goal here. And if you're not sure, just look what other people who've been successful with that goal have done and use that as a template. But what do you need to do? How can you break that down? A similar thing happened to me when I was training to run a marathon, a half marathon. Running 13 miles is very intimidating if you can't even run a block. And I couldn't run a block at the time. But I had a running program, pretty laid out. You're gonna run for 30 seconds, you're gonna walk for 30 seconds. You're gonna do that 
um, this number of times, this many days a week. Okay, all right, I can do that. that. That can get my head around that. So look at your goal, make it an action item and break it all the way down. All right, number four, write your goals down and read them often. Um, I know I'm not the only one who's come up with a goal at the beginning of the year. Then if somebody asked you a few months later and said, hey, what was your goal? You're like, oh, I think I forgot. Where did I write it down? Let me go look it up. Because you've forgotten. It's kind of embarrassing, but it's the truth. So many of us do this. If you have a goal, well, first of all, the chance of this happening is less likely when, you, when your list is simple, right? When you only have that top one or top two or top three items. Another benefit to keeping your list simple. But now I'm going to ask you to write it down. Have a little note card, a little index card right beside your bed and write it pen on paper, not type, have it written. There's something magical that happens when you actually put pen to paper and write something down. It triggers a different part of your brain and helps with your memory response. So write your goal down on a little card beside your bed and I want you to read it every day. But that's not all. I want you to flip that goal and turn it into an affirmation as if it's already happened. So here's an example. So let's say, let's talk about that client I had where the goal was lose 50 pounds and hit my target weight of 160 pounds. That was the goal, right? Solid goal, great goal. And one thing I'd change is maybe throw in some timelines and stuff like that, right? Now here's the affirmation. I'm so proud and grateful now that I've reached and maintained my target weight of 160 pounds. I'm enjoying my new healthy lifestyle and I feel stronger, fitter, and healthier every day. So we're talking about the goal as they've already been achieved and how she would feel having achieved it. That's what I need for you to do with your goal. So look at the goal that you have, flip it into an affirmation, write it all down and incorporate a feeling associated with the success of that as well. And that's something I wanna encourage you to write it every day. So every morning when you wake up, you grab your little note card beside the bed, you read that affirmation before you even get out of bed. And as your day goes on, maybe around lunchtime, maybe in the afternoon, you get pen to paper again and you rewrite your affirmation. Okay, number four. Ooh, no, not number four. Sorry, guys. Number five. This is a big one. This is a big one. Silence your inner critic. A lot of the times, the biggest obstacle to you achieving your goal is you. It's that self-doubt, it's that voice that says, oh, this is hard, I don't think I can pull it off. I'm not smart enough, tall enough, short enough, pretty enough. I am not knowledgeable enough. I don't have the experience. I don't have the connections. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. The voice, the voice of doubt, the voice that says, you can't do that, you're not enough. That voice, for some of us, it's a whisper, but it's still noticeable enough that we can hear it just when we're about to go for something. Others of us, it is so loud that you can barely even get your goals on paper because you can hear that, that critical voice yelling at you. And here's the reality. Whether it's a whisper or it's a yell, it's still there, it's still a voice, it's still gonna jeopardize you and it's still gonna prevent you from, from achieving your goal. So the only way you can get past that is to rewire your brain. And I'm not gonna lie, that's a hard thing to do because a lot of times that voice in her head, that subconscious voice has been there since childhood. So how do you rewire your brain? You know, there've been a lot of research studies on this, a lot of articles on this. You can do your own independent search on this. Um, what I found to be very beneficial is a four-step process. And number one, affirmations, right? Because the, your, your critical voice is, um, it's a loop, right? It, it's a bunch of words being played a loop. You're not good enough, you're not smart enough, blah, blah. It, it's a loop of words. 
So you change the loop, you change what it says to, I'm smart enough, I'm talented, I'm capable, I'm confident, I'm well equipped, I'm well able, right? So you change that narrative and you create a new loop to play on repeat in your head. So number one is you say those affirmations, then you back up that affirmation with a visualization. What does that look like? What would it look like if I was to hit that goal and I was gonna be successful? And not like I'm seeing myself on stage like I'm watching a play, but more like I am on stage and I'm in the play and I'm looking at all the supporting characters around me because I'm seeing it from a first person perspective. Put yourself right into the scene of what your successful goal, that successful vision would look like. And then the third part of that now is throwing in the emotions. You have to feel the feelings. That's what really brings things to you. A lot of times you'll hear people say, I have my affirmations, I have my vision board, nothing happened. You have to associate the feelings of that success in it. Get excited, find it, feel your face lighting up and feel the enthusiasm coming into you like it's already happened. Feel that sense of pride and accomplishment like it's already happened. Feel the feelings associated with it and then round it up in the fourth step with some gratitude. Sprinkle that gratitude in there. I'm so, I'm so grateful I've done this. I'm so grateful that I'm getting stronger every day. I'm so grateful for what I've accomplished as if you've already accomplished it. So once again, if you wanna rewire your brain and silence that inner critic, which you will have to do if you wanna be successful at your goal, see those affirmations, do your visualization exercises, feel the feelings associated with that um, exercise and feel the gratitude. Do those four things and, and the magic is going to start happening. I guarantee it. Number six, surround yourself with the right people. Now, even the most successful ad athletes have a coach. They rely on really great teammates and they appreciate their fans. So as you start working on your goals, I want you to start thinking about the people in your life and treat it as if you were an elite athlete and put them in three categories. So number one, need a coach. That's a person whose their job is their mission to hold you accountable. They're successful if you're successful. So they're there to help you stay on track. They're there to work with you to come up with a new strategy if you have to pivot. They're there to help you create the roadmap to your success. Your life coach is a good example of this. Your personal trainer is a good, is a good example of this if you're working towards a fitness weight loss type goal. Very critical part of the team. Even the best athletes have a coach, and there's a reason for that. All right, second group of people, your team. You have to surround yourself with people who've done the things that you wanna do or who are actively working on that same thing because you can bounce off each other's energies. You can exchange ideas and contacts. You can share experiences that you've had. You can help each other out. It is so critical. So let's say you wanna launch a business you have to join the business community, join a circle of entrepreneurs, join your Better Business Bureau, but assign yourself with, align yourself with people who are doing the same thing. If you don't really know anyone like that in your current life, or maybe because of COVID, you can't really go out to these things, go online, that's fine too. Find the online communities, but it's so important to align yourself with people who are doing that thing. This is key, you have to, you have to create your village. Number three, your supporters, your fans the positive energy people, the people who are gonna give you a pep talk when you're feeling not so hot, have a little bit of a stumble, the ones who are gonna be cheering you on and high-fiving you and patting you on the back when you've done it and making you feel good. It's such a nice, and they may not be as critical as the first two categories, but gosh, are they helpful. To have the people in your corner who are gonna lift you up and support you and love you and make you feel good. 
Here's a really important thing though. Don't assign people the wrong roles. I can't tell you how many times people I've known have looked at that person who is their supporter and they expected them to be their coach or they expected them to be their teammate. Just because your spouse believes in you and they think you're a rock star doesn't mean it's their job to hold you accountable. Maybe they don't have the bandwidth. Maybe they don't have the interest in app developing that you do. So even though you want to develop your app and they believe in you, they don't have the knowledge and the skill set to go on that journey with you. They just don't. You need to join a, a, pro, a society of programmers. Don't assign them that role. They're in a different category. So get your coach, surround yourself with a strong team, and appreciate your supporters. Number seven, remove the negative people from your life. I cannot say this enough. Having naysayers and critical people around you is detrimental. Those people who just project their own insecurities and limited self-beliefs on you, and they just kind of, I don't think you can do that. Are you sure? I know somebody who tried that, it didn't work out. Huh, you're gonna think you're better than us now because you're doing that? That thing, that negative noise in the background, mute them out. No need to make a big announcement and have a discussion to say, I'm removing you from my life. That's drama, you don't need all that. I'm simply saying, focus your attention on your coach, your team, and your supporters, and slowly retreat from the negative people. Don't tell them your goal, don't share your vision, don't give them your energy, don't take their energy on, just separate yourself from them and focus on the positivity that you need to propel you forward. Number eight, keep moving forward. A setback is not a reason to quit. And let me say that again, because it's important. A setback is not a reason to quit. A setback is just a setback. It's a reason to perhaps hit the pause button and take stock, look for a lesson, pivot if you need to, recommit if you need to, but it is definitely not a reason to quit. When I was training for my half marathon, I got an injury a month before the big race and I was devastated. But a setback is not a reason to quit, it's you have to create an action plan. So I did, I got with my doctor, got an acupuncturist, I got a massage therapist, I spoke to other runners and I got some advice and I learned what I need to do so I can continue to safely train. And a month later, as I ran across that finish line and got my medal, I literally understood you have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. You must always keep moving forward. If you have a setback, you keep moving forward. You learn from it, you tweak what needs to get tweaked, you pivot if you need to pivot, but you do not stop. You keep going. Number nine, practice self-care. If you need a day off, take a day off. Take time to meditate, get some rest, hydrate, eat nutritious meals. If you wanna do your best work, you have to be at your best self. You can't phone it in. You can't say, I'm going to be, um, I'm, I'm going to lose this weight or I'm going to launch this business while not sleeping. It's not gonna work. There's a whole concept of we don't sleep, we work. No, your body needs rest, your brain needs rest, your mind needs rest, your soul needs rest. You need to take care of yourself. You need to eat your meals, make them healthy. You need to hydrate, clear your mind and meditate. You have to take really good care of yourself if you wanna do your best work. If you think you're doing good work now, you just wait and see what you do when you're properly taken care of. So take the time for self-care. Your success is dependent on it. 
Number 10. Believe you can do it because you can. Right now, every single day, there are people around the world under every single possible circumstance, and they're turning their dreams into reality. Every single day, goals are being accomplished, successes are being achieved, and wins are being celebrated every day. They can do it, you can do it. People with less are currently doing and achieving more. It can be done. Why not you? So believe it and make it happen. Guys, those are my 10 tips. So let's recap really quickly. Number one, make sure you, make sure you mean it. <laughs> make sure that goal is meaningful. Number two, keep it simple. We all have a long list. Let's just focus on the top one or two things, please. Number three, break it down, make it actionable. Turn that holistic abstract view into something that you can take as an action item every day. Number four, write it down, read it often. So important, don't forget your goal. It needs to be a part of your mantra. Write it down, write it every day, read it every day, memorize it, and keep going. Number five, silence that inner critic. That voice in the back of your head that tells you you can't do it. Hit that mute button, reprogram your brain with meditation, with visualization exercises, with your affirmations, with conjuring up all the right feelings of success and being grateful for it all. Number six, surround yourself with the right people, your coach, your team, your supporters. Number seven, remove the negative people from your life. Cut them out, you don't need them. Number eight, keep moving forward. Remember, a setback is not a reason to quit, it's a reason to learn, grow, and keep moving forward. Number nine, practice self-care. You gotta take care of yourself if you're gonna have some good results. To be it, to do your best work, you must be at your best. Number 10, believe you can do it because you can. Friends, I hope this resonated with you. I hope you learned something from this. Um, and just to wrap this up, I'm here to help. I'm a life coach. It is my life's work and my life mission to help you be successful. You've got a goal you want to hit. I want to help you do it. So if you need a little encouragement, you need someone to sit down and do a roadmap with, I'm your person. Reach out to me. You can send me an email directly at projectgratefulliving at gmail.com or send me a note on my Instagram. You can send me a note on my website and let's talk about it. Let's create a plan. Let's let this year be your best year because my friends, you can do it. All right. That's my message for this week. Thanks again for tuning in. I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode or any suggestions that you have on any future episodes you'd like to hear me talk about. So please head on over to my website, projectgratefulliving.com. From there, you'll see links to my email as well as all my social media platforms so we can stay in touch. Until next time, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always be grateful. <laughs>